Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. I love sharing Torah classes, and thank you for listening to this episode. Feel free to follow and to share with others so they too can enjoy the Torah classes on this podcast. Now, on to the episode. Today's daf Meseches Gitin is daf Lamed 30. We are beginning... Uh, the two dots, three lines down, Lamed Amud Aleph. We're going to have three sections in today's daf. So let's begin. The Gemara really begins finishing yesterday's sogya. We brought stories yesterday showing certain invalidations of passing shlichus from one shliach to another for Gitin. And the Gemara continues on this note of certain invalidations with Gitin, but specifically with conditions of ones or claims of ones that would potentially... Uh, not ruin the get or ruin the get. So really, it, it, this comes down to a machlek. It's just two versions of Rava. If we say, Ein onus begitten or yesh onus begitten, we bring two stories over here, the first with Shmuel and the second with two versions of Rav Yosef. So Shmuel and Rav Yosef's first version in the stories highlights the fact that we paskin Ein onus begitten, which means even if some sort of an onus occurs and he had made a condition but was unable to fulfill it because of that onus, nonetheless, the get would still take effect. However, according to the second version of Rav Yosef, um, we would actually pass kinyesh onus begitin, which is if a person made a condition for the get to be effective, and an onus occurred and he wasn't able to fulfill that condition because of it, it actually would re- remove the effects of the get. The get would not be effective. Yesh tainas onus begitin. Okay, let's move on to the second section of the day, and this gets to the new Mishnah and Lamana Abud Aleph, introduces the idea of lending money to a coin levy or poor person in order to receive their gifts later, and related laws. So what we're dealing with here is Chazal made a takana in order that Kohanim Levim and poor people would be able to uh, solicit loans if they needed to, so they'd be able to lend against future Trumas Maestras that they would receive, and then the Israel who's lending to them would just collect from the crops that would come from the next year, let's say. So the Mishnah Paskins, that you can assume the Kohen Levi and poor person are still alive or poor, and then the following year, the Israel could collect those funds from the trumas and maestras he would get from his field. However, if these people would actually pass away, so then you'd ask permission from the sons. Uh, the Mishnah says if they actually passed away, so then um, the Yisrael would go and ask permission from the children of these people um, because they don't actually absorb the debt necessarily of their father. And then these children would give them permission as well to collect from the trumas, maestras, uh, etc., that their fathers had guaranteed from the crops of the Israel in the future. However, the Mishnah says if the original loan was done in front of Beisdin, Beisdin has the ability to create a chov, an obligation on all of Kahuna and Levia, and therefore they wouldn't actually have to ask permission, they'd just be allowed to collect straight from their produce of the following year. Says the Gemara, three explanations of how to understand how the Yisrael is allowed to collect without actually giving it to a Kohen or a Levi. It means Lechara, you have to fulfill Nesina. So we have Rav's, the first explanation, it's Makire Kehuna, which means that we're talking about a scenario where the Yisrael would always give to the same Kohen or Levi. So all the other Kohanim and Levi were in Yashu, they removed their intent from it. It's therefore as if he already gave it, even though he hasn't yet given it. We have Shmuel, the second explanation. He's Mizak al means he has someone else pick it up for that Kohen or Levi. And you're able to be Zachan la Adam Shalai Bifanov. You can transfer it without the other person being there. And therefore, it's as if he gave it to that Kohen or Levi and then re received it. 
And then we have Ula, the third explanation, who says that our Mishnah follows the opinion of Rabbi Yosef, we're going to learn later in the Masechta, who holds there are certain, ta- where <coughs> certain times where Chazal made takanus in order to benefit certain people, poor people, children, etc. Even though those are not proper kinyanim and halacha, this would also be one of those circumstances as if he transferred it to the coin or Levi and then received it back. Gemara goes through why each of the two don't paskin like the third explanation of the Mishnah. Okay, the Gemara quotes a Bryson now with five more halachas and ramifications of this reality of lending uh, money to a Kohen or a Levi and then taking Trumas and Maestras back. So let's go through those three halachas with the explanations of the Gemara. So the second and third really go together, which is that even though there's no market value on this produce when he lends the money originally, he can be posikimoy and kisharazol, which the Gemara understands actually means is we assume that the Yisrael means to say it's part of the loan. And he'll collect like the cheaper value later, which means if later, tomorrow, next year, the price of wheat goes down, he'll be able to collect more based on the loan that maybe at the time of the loan wheat was more expensive, even though there was no market value then, he can collect the, the more amount of wheat based on the loan that was then, even if he didn't stipulate that t- tonight. <coughs> and, on t- and in connection to that, is the third halacha, we don't look at it as an issue of ribis because this is not viewed as a loan, it's viewed as a sale of sorts. So therefore, even though it later he's getting more produce than he lent the money originally, it's not an issue of ribis. Four, ain't shvius misham taso. Shvius will not cancel it out. So the Gemara explains the reason shvius doesn't cancel it out because we don't look at this as a loan that's open for collection, as the levy doesn't owe him or the coin doesn't owe him to pay him back, and therefore shvius <coughs> wouldn't cancel this out either. Five. <coughs> so the, the, the Brysa said, if he wants to back out, he cannot. So if Papa and the Gemara explains what that means is, is if the Yisrael wants to back out and say to the Kohen or Levi, you know, I don't want your Truma or, or, or your Meister. Instead, I want you to pay me. He's not able to. The reason is because he never did any sort of Kenyan. This Kohen or Levi, this uh, Yisrael didn't do any sort of Kenyan um, in order to acquire it, really. Rashi explains. Um... The Yisrael had no Kenyan to do, and therefore he can't say, the Yisrael can't, can't claim, you see, I, I never did any sort of Kenyan that I could have done, and therefore I'd be able to retract. This is all monetary. So as opposed to the Levi, which is Repubba explains, he could actually retract. The coiner Levi later could say, you know, I'd rather pay you money and collect my Trumas and Meisers from the produce because he did some sort of a transaction. He took the money. But the Yisrael, we don't look at him as having done anything because regarding Metaltalin, he hasn't done any real move. So therefore, he can't retract, but the Levi or Cohen could back out later and pay the Yisrael in money and get his Trumas and Meisters. And finally, the fi- sixth uh, point of the Brisa, which is the fifth Chidush, is which means if the owners were in Nisyash, they saw that the crop was, gonna, was a bad crop, even though it's already turned into stocks, it's drying out, so that's already considered Yish that would make it that he can no longer collect because Yish has the capacity to cause one to forfeit whatever it was that they w- would have been able to collect otherwise. Okay, let's move on. The Gemara continues and says, <coughs> If there's Kusim in the city, meaning there's Kusim who are uh, poor people in the city. Now, there's a machlekes here, Tanakamo, or Rebbe Yaakov holds, the Kusim are considered Geri Arayos, and therefore, in order to collect if the poor person uh, passed away, you'd have to collect on behalf of the Israelim that are outside, meaning not those 
kusim that are inside the city, you'd have to collect them on behalf of the Israel that are outside of the city. Uh, according to the second opinion of Achi, he holds that kusim are gerei emes. Since they're gerei emes, you could actually collect on behalf of them in the city as well as they're part of the Jewish nation in this regard. Okay, the Gemara just clarifies for us that there's a distinction we see from here. If the, if the poor person passes away, the Yisrael can still collect on behalf of the other poor people, whatever it was that he lent the poor person in his lifetime from his Maeser Ani. But if he becomes wealthy, he cannot. So the Gemara explains because the Takanos of Chazal are made in commonplace situations. Mm-hmm. It's not commonplace for a person to become wealthy, but it is commonplace for a person to pass away. Therefore, in such a scenario, it passes away, there's a takana to collect on behalf of the other poor people, otherwise there's not. Okay, two final b'raisais in the third section of the day here. So, the first b'raisa we have here is, Rebbe says, when do we say uh, he can collect, he, he has to ask permission from the Yorshim and then collect? That would be if the person passes away. So, Rebbe explains in the b'raisa, but in the Mishnah we said that if he would have lent the money originally in front of Bezdin, he doesn't have to ask permission. So on that, Rebbe comments, Yorshin Sheyarshu. The only ones that he'd be allowed to collect from would be Yorshim that inherit. So the says, what do you mean, or Yorshim that inherit? So there's a machlekes here. Rabbi Yechanan explains, actually Rabbi Yechanan explains like this. It means where they inherited land and not where they inherited money. Because where they inherited land, they inherit the debt of their fathers. So then if it was done in front of Beisdin, you can collect from the produce as the debt transfers to the next generation, and then you don't even have to, have to ask permission. You could just collect from the future produce that the land uh, brings it, on behalf of the children without even asking permission. But if they just inherited money, you wouldn't have that allowance because they wouldn't inherit the debt of their father. Now, how much land do they have to inherit? So Rabbi Yenison says it has to be that you can only collect from the produce as much opposite or parallel to the amount of land that they inherit. But if they inherit a very small amount, you'd only be allowed to collect from the future produce a small amount. Rabbi Yechanan says you can utilize collection and recollection to continue to collect, or the theoretical possibility of collection and recollection, to continue to recollect until you've gathered as much money as you've lent originally. And again, since it's Bifne based in originally, you don't even have to ask permission. Okay, now the final point of this third section, we have the Bryce. The Bryce says, a, a very vague Bryce, but it says if a Yisrael said to a Levi, we're going to analyze this in a moment, but it means Yisrael says to Alevi, I have Meister that belongs to you in my house. We're not concerned that, that there's Trumas Meister mixed in, or it is Trumas Meister. If he says, a core of Meister I have in my house for you, so then we are concerned that it's Trumas Meister. So says, what's going on? What does this mean? So Abai is the first explanation. He says like this, if the Yisrael says to the Levi, I have Meister in my house that belongs to you, so what he's really saying is, and then he says, and take money in, in order that I can keep the miser. So we're not concerned, maybe the Levi accepted the money and then reneged on the Yisrael, and then would have made that potentially into Trumas Meiser to exempt other produce of Meiser that he has, and then that Trumas Meiser has to go to the Kohen. But if he would have said, core Meiser I have in my house, then you do have to be concerned. Why do you have to be concerned in that case? Because maybe he reneged, and since he knows how much is in the house of the Yisrael, so says Abaye, therefore in such a scenario, he perhaps would have exempted nine other core of Maeser Rishon with that one core of Maeser Rishon in his house, making it into Trumas Maeser, and it would actually have to be given or sold to a Kohen. The Gemara challenges this explanation, says, we're not dealing with wicked people. That would be a wicked thing to do, to take money and then renege like that and make the Yisrael get messed up. 
So therefore, Rav Meshar Shebrei Rav Idi says a second explanation. Really what happened is the Yisrael said to the son of the Levi who he had lent money to. He said, I lent, I had my sir, not that he lent money to, I had my sir, Yisrael said to the son of a Levi who he had my sir in his house that he wanted to give to. So he said to the Levi's son, and the Levi had passed away, um, I had my sir in my house that belonged to your father, take money and I'll keep the maestro that belonged to your father. So we're not concerned that the father then would have made it Trumas Meister on some other place. Now this wouldn't be doing something wrong. It was legitimately his Meister. Because we're not concerned about that because he didn't know how much Meister was in the Israel's house. But if he said, Kor Meister Biadi, we are concerned. If he says, Helech Damov, well, take its money. Maybe it already was made into Trumas Meister because the Levi knew how much it was. So then we're concerned that maybe um, the father had made it into Trumas Meister. So the Gemara says, but the problem with this is, is that generally, Chaverim, Talmidei Chacham, were makbits, only take off Trumas and Maestras when the thing you were taking off and thing you were taking from were uh, in the same place. And this wouldn't be in the same place, which could potentially create issues. So rather, Ravashi says a third and final explanation, which is we're talking about a scenario. Yisrael said to a Levi, my father told me before he passed away that there was Maestras in my house that belonged to your father. Um, either you or to your father in my house. So the father, the Yisrael father had told the son that there's Meister Rishon in the house that belongs to the Levi or to his father, either way. So then such a scenario actually goes the other way. Where Choshesh, that what happened was, since he didn't clarify how much Meister was in the house, so we're concerned maybe there's still Trumas Meister mixed in and this has not been fixed up from Trumas Meister. Meaning the Israel father hadn't yet removed the Trumas Meister from the Meister Rishon that was to go to the Levi. Because it wasn't yet, if, he didn't tell him how much it was, so we assume he didn't take it off before his death. But if the Israel father told the son Yisrael, there's a core of Meister that belongs to that Levi or to his father in our house, in this scenario, um, yeah, in this scenario, we could actually assume that the Israel father had fixed it up before he passed away. Because people would generally, the Haverim, the people that were more serious would generally fix up their maestras before they would pass away. They didn't want to leave anything uh, untied before they'd pass away. And therefore, we could assume if there was Maestro Rishon in his house, he also separated the Trumas Meister, the Yisrael father, and that would already be fixed up. You don't have to be worried that there's Trumas Meister in that Maestro Rishon. And the Gemara says, actually, this goes like the Feshit of Abba Elazar ben Gamla, who holds, based on the Psukim, turning to Lamed Aleph, Mod Aleph now, that not only can a Yisrael take off the Maestro Rishon and give it to the Levi, but from that he could actually also remove Trumas Meister that is eventually meant to go to the Kohen. And this is derived from a comparison in the Psukim between Trumas Chem, which refers to Truma Gedola, and Kedaga uh, Minagorim, which refers to, excuse me, Trumas Chem, which refers to Trumas Meister, and Dag Minagorim referring to Trumas, Truma Gedola. Okay, we're stopping here at the top of Lamed Aleph, Mod Aleph, Israel Hashem, tomorrow we'll pick up with Daf Lamed Aleph. Everybody have a wonderful day.